Long-distance calling, the operator said. Just a moment, please. There was a pause. The operator said, Go ahead, please. And Maureen's voice came to me, faintly, like the voice of a child lost in a long, dark tunnel. Steve, I'm glad I caught you in. Maureen, I said, this is a surprise. Wait a second. The connection seems bad. I'll tell the operator. The connection's all right, she said in a stronger voice. I gripped the phone. Are you ill? No, I... Then it's Penny? Penny's all right. She's watching some kid TV show. I relaxed. The sound of your voice had me worried for a second. Steve, she faltered, it isn't a pleasure call. I sat down slowly on the edge of the bed. If both you and Penny are okay, then it must be some other kind of trouble? Yes, Steve, I want you to come home right away. Tonight? Leave this minute, please, Steve? Her voice moved up the scale. Then she said quietly, simply, A man's trying to kill me, Steve. She was not a woman given to hysterics or wild imaginings. There was a chilling, my backs-to-the-wall seriousness in her tone. I sat a moment in shock. Did you hear me, Steve? Of course, I said. I'll leave here immediately. Thank you, darling, she sobbed. He made the second attempt today. The first time might have been an accident, but not twice. Twice? Twice someone had tried to kill my wife while I'd been going about my business knowing nothing of it? There wasn't a reason in the world for anyone to want to do something like that. Are you certain, Maureen? I asked, knowing that she wouldn't have called me without being certain. Yes, Steve, she said, her voice beginning to crack. He's trying to run me down. With a car. He's trying to smash the life out of me, Steve. Easy, I said. He tried the first time two days ago. I'd been out to the plant nursery to get some shrubs for Dudley to set. The car came swinging into the intersection, tires screaming. He'd been waiting for me in a heavy green sedan. We had a heavy green sedan. A car exactly like ours, she said. I jumped aside, and he missed me. It shook me, but I didn't think it was deliberate until today, Steve, when he had his second go at me. I went to the supermarket. I parked on the street instead of using the parking lot because the lot was jammed and hard to get into and out of. When I stepped from the curb, he came from nowhere, the same car, heavy green sedan, turned into a monstrous weapon. Her words ended in a choked sound. My God, Maureen, why? Why? She said, and she began crying. It wasn't like her. Maureen never cried except over a homeless kitten or a sentimental story. It hit me suddenly that she wasn't crying because somebody was trying to kill her. She hadn't started crying until I'd asked that simple question, probed for the reason. I should have told you everything days ago, Steve, she said. I wanted to. I've resolved to tell you countless times, but when the moment came, I never could get the words out. I haven't been very brave, Steve. I thought that time would swallow up the whole thing and I could get by without hurting you and Penny. And when you start hiding a thing, it gets harder and harder to drag it out into the light. Maureen, nothing could hurt me so much as having you in serious danger. Thank God for you, Steve. I'm ready to go to the police, but I want you here. I need you with me when I tell them. Tell them what, Maureen? That I... Yes, Maureen? When you get home, she said very softly, hurry, darling.
The line went dead. 